Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. We want to send you a free copy of our revolutionary book, The Freedom Model for Addictions. To help us bring this incredible gift to you, we ask that you pay a small fee for shipping. Learn how tens of thousands of people have permanently solved their addictions without steps or meetings and make 2023 your best year yet. Give yourself or someone you love the gift of total freedom from addiction. Click on the link to get your free copy sent to you today. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And we are the uh, co-authors of the Freedom Model for Addictions. I don't have a copy of it here, but you will, you've, you've all seen it. <laughs> I should go get one, though. That's okay. I will go get one for the end of this broadcast. Um, a recording. We're recording. Yeah. Uh, so this is the episode before Christmas of 2022. I can't believe this year is already over. And Mark and I decided that we would like to give our listeners a gift. Yeah. So we're going to talk about success stories. We're going to talk about who is the freedom model for and who was successful with it. Yep. And uh, there are, you know, when you've done this for 33 years, there's, <laughs> there's we, a lot of success. Yeah. Stories, so we a ton. <laughs> normally our table is all blank and everything, but we decided to, <laughs> to get out a notebook and write down uh, names. Now, none of the names that we're giving uh, for these examples of people are their actual names. So no, no, we, you know, one of the things that a lot of places do, you know, treatment programs or whatever is they, they kind of parade out you know, Hollywood people and yeah, they, they, they use yeah, their they leverage. They, yeah. They use their, their success stories to, um, to market with. And we have always guaranteed our, the people that come to us that it, we would keep their information confidential. And, and that is, and we still do that to this day. Yeah. Um, so we, nobody on this list are people that are popular or we've had, we've had rock stars, we've had actors, we've had all of those type of people come through, but none of the people we're talking about are that sort of, um, high yeah, profile so don't, people. don't try and figure out. <laughs> yeah. You won't know these people. Oh, they are. You, you won't know these people. No. And, um, and then it, for those that are listening, you might recognize yourself. Um, (laughs) but we have changed your name. So nobody else will, if you're, if you be quiet about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But well, we'll change. I think uh, what I, what I'm going to do is change some of the details. I might mix your story with somebody else's to give a more broad example. Yeah. So your family isn't like, was that you? Yeah. Like we're we're not going to do that to you. Yeah. Um, but again, there's been so many people through the years that we can do that. We can show you how this all works in, in a practical sense yes. um, and, and give you hope that uh, the common man or woman can move past their addictions and move on with their life in a wonderful way. 
and what a great gift to give you at Christmas time. Yeah. Right? You know, the, the people that the freedom model really reaches and, and can help, I think most, not just most effectively, but can help this demographic. There's a demographic of people. And I think it's the vast majority. And Mark and I were talking about this earlier who uh, outwardly their lives seem relatively good, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're usually, maybe they, they're married. They have a family, you know, they, they probably are middle class to upper middle class. Everybody, you know, everybody outwardly, everything seems good. And, but internally in their own minds, they feel inadequate. They feel they, like a fraud sometimes they, in the business world. Yep. They, they, you know, get home at night and they feel unfulfilled and unsatisfied. Um, maybe that, maybe there's strains in the marriage. Um, maybe the kids are getting to be middle school, teenage age, and there's a lot of conflict there. Um, maybe they're having some financial difficulties. Maybe they they're way in debt. Um, and so, so, and so they get home and the one thing they look forward to maybe is drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Or, to, to sort of shut down. Yep. Or doing substances doing, you know, or maybe they're relying on amphetamines to get through their day. And then they have to take, you know, you've gotten into that cycle of amphetamines through your day and then alcohol and benzodiazepines at night right. to be able to shut down or sleeping pills. That's yeah. And so, so it maybe you were at one point where somebody that used to exercise a lot and you stopped doing that and you, in your life has just kind of shifted. And these are the people that we work with the most. I think. Yeah. Their, their lives just kind of, kind of seemed like things got away from them where they yeah. were, were previously had been somebody that's that, that was highly successful, highly driven. Um, and even, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disciplined. Yeah. I, I also, what I did was I took three people that are across the spectrum from, yeah from the people that Michelle are talking about, which is your common sort of middle-class, upper-middle-class person who's professional in some way, maybe not professional, even homemakers. But Yeah, but, I actually have one of each. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but but has their life somewhat together. But I also have a, a person in, who was more like me, which was younger and right. was a train wreck. And, and um, I was an absolute train wreck, I, you know, I, because I was so young, I started so young, I didn't understand how to live life yet. And then you couple that with a massive, massive appetite for drugs and alcohol, and it's not good. Michelle was the same way. Yeah, I you was, know? Definitely. so I wanted one of those examples too. In, in And ironically, we came from that family that, that had everything that together described. that I just described. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But behind the scenes, my life, our was family awful. was, was yeah. a joke. It was an absolute joke. Um, so I, I, I want to start with a fella, we'll call him Tom and I'm going to look at his list. Cause we both kn kind of know these people. So, so Tom was a really interesting guy. He was, when I was coaching him, uh, he was, he was from the Northeast and he was very difficult in, in class. And the reason he was difficult was because he had an intense, intense desire for being independent and making sure that I wasn't trying to manipulate mm. or to run his life. He was used to therapy. 
where they would stick their nose where it didn't belong. They would tell him things, at least in his experience, they would tell him things about himself that really wasn't accurate mm-hmm. and try to convince him of that. He, they tried to put him on medications. He wasn't into that. They tried to push him into treatment. He said, no, I'm not doing that. But, but his life was spiraling into a malaise of laziness, feeling stuck, feeling very desperate. And the marriage was on the rocks as, as he wasn't previously a lazy person either. No, he was, he was a reporter. He was a copywriter. He was, um, a really excellent singer and musician. Um, and in the end, we ended up forming a really good friendship by the end of the coaching sessions. And, um, and he had a, a really profound respect for me and I did for him as well. Um, it was really a wonderful process to help him um, because he was, he was a really interesting guy. And he was, frankly, when he came here, he was so f- scared of being manipulated mm. that he was highly just defensive and now argumentative. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, yes. he was argumentative. And, and only because he was so frightened. Yeah. And so I had to really, really just be like, listen, I'm not here to to force you into anything, to tell you how to live your life. The freedom model does not do that. What we're going to do is dispel any mythology about specifically wine in his case. He was he was drinking bottles of wine a night and was really in a in a bad place emotionally. Um but it ended up that he, he did great. He's he's a he's he's a hilarious dude, <laughs> and we we built a friendship. But per freedom model, we haven't we haven't talked since. He moved on with his life. Yeah, you know. I mean, I think I had one correspondence after a couple of months later, and we had a brief talk how he was doing. He was doing great, and he moved on, and he was ready to move on. He was ready for the information. It was pretty awesome. So, so that's, that's a classic case. It is interesting when, when we got people here at the retreat and, you know, when you'd see them come in and they're only here four weeks, right? So, so you would see them come in and the first week was with a lot of different people was pretty much the same. And I'll, I'll go to, cause I, I worked with a woman, um, who, I'm looking to see who, what he, <laughs> the name he picked. Yeah. I worked with a woman, Donna. We're going to call her Donna. Um, same kind of thing where she was so, you know, she had kind of been to treatment before. I think one treatment program yep. before. Yep, and, and, you know, she has family history. There was a family history with a parent, you know, that was in, in AA as she was growing up. And so there was always kind of in the back of her mind, this idea that uh, I'm going to have a problem. I'm going to have a problem. I'm going to have a problem. And, um, but she was so highly successful in her life, um, in her professional life. She's she's a good mom, um, you know, kind of dispels that notion that you can't be a good mom and have a drug or alcohol problem. She was, um, but, but then there was a divorce and some custody issues, which kind of, like threw her for a loop. And when she went to a treatment program, she was like, nope, this, this isn't right. This isn't right. And to, to have a problem where you're highly functional and all of a sudden you have somebody telling you 
you have to change everything in your life. You have to throw everything away. Maybe, maybe you should give up custody of your, your child, you know, so you can get your life together. Maybe you, you should change careers. I know you've been successful. What was she using? Um, amphetamines. Okay. Amphetamines and alcohol. Yeah. I, you know, I would, that kind of goes together, you know, amphetamines during the day to keep, I need amphetamines to keep me going. Right. Yeah, She was a professional woman. Yes. And yep. then at night, well, well, how do you shut down at night? Well, you need alcohol, you need benzodiazepines. Right. And, and so you get into that cycle and, um, and then, you know, maybe, I, I, you know, maybe you, you kind of get caught at some point with, with the amphetamines by somebody who is like, Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And then it just starts this, you know, whereas she was, even when she got here, she was already at that point of, I really would like to change this. Yeah. You yeah. know, but yep. then you, then somebody catches you, right? Maybe you're at the point where so you want to change and somebody catches you, you know, a spouse, a significant other. And all of a sudden now this thing that you were already in the process of changing becomes something bigger, right? Becomes a condition that you need treatment for it. Right. Uh, and, and it becomes an ultimatum. Yeah. You have to go to treatment and go to these meetings or else I'm leaving. Right. Sanctions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so now, now she was in, she got into a position where she had to do something and found the freedom model because she'd already done that treatment thing some years earlier. And she was like, I'm not doing that again. I think it was ironically her parent who had been in AA years before found the freedom model found us. And that's right. It was, it was, it was wasn't it her mother and it, her mother was. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And her mother was intrigued by what we were saying yeah. because her mother had left AA and was kind of like, I don't really need that anymore. I've outgrown all those problems. Um, you know, she was, her mother was still abstinent, but she realized that it wasn't, you know, that maybe it wasn't quite right. And, um, and she knew Donna wasn't going to buy into that. She knew she wasn't she was going to do it. it. Right. Exactly. So when Donna got here, she was definitely, well, she was, because she was forced to be here by, you know, a uh, significant other, uh, uh, non-custodial parent um, of her child who was kind of forcing the issue in case she wanted, you know, I'm going to, you know, threatening custody problems and stuff like that. Um, she was very leery and much like Tom, she didn't want to be brainwashed. Yeah. She didn't really know what to expect. She hadn't really taken a look at the freedom model. Uh, do, you, do you remember? I want to say within, within that first week, she was like, oh, I am in the right place. This is going to be okay. Like I had, I spent the first three days of class reassuring her that, that I was just going to provide her with information and she'd get to make her own decision of what she wanted. Well, that, that brings up something that I wanted to say, and that is the, the two first examples were here at the retreat, which is where our offices are, which we've since closed. We, we do everything online now. And I um, believe that she would have done well online. Well, she would have, we know that because we've been doing that for 11 years and yeah. I, I, the, the next people are all people that we've done coaching, uh, coaching through online. Um, did you have anything else? You well, no, I, but what, what ended up happening was we, we actually got through 
the process very quickly. And I think she was ready to leave in like three to three and a half weeks. I did life movements with her. Yes. Which ended up being very important to her. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, Get- her life has taken off ever since she left. And we're in communication like this. She's probably here three or four years ago. And, you know, I hear from her a couple times a year. <laughs> well, Michelle <laughs> hears from her students. My students don't don't call me. <laughs> I don't know. That's, no, it, that's not true. I, <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I I get less less of that than she does. But you know, the, the but, women like like being social. I think. yeah, much more, much more. So so yeah, let's let's move on now. Here's the thing: there are people that are very successful reading our book and doing the online program on their own, and we never get to talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> so well, we still, don't know that, <laughs> well, except for the ones that come into, we do have people that we know that, in, that do the online program that every single month they join us for the, um, live two hour question and answer coaching session. We, we offer in yeah. that's part of the online program, Mark and I together. Yeah. And um, we had a lot of people show up for that. Wow. Last we month. did. We really a, did. A lot so our people. next one is December 28th. So it's the week between Christmas and new year's. And that's, that's exclusive to those that have joined the, the freedom model online. Active, active participants in the online program. Right. So the next person is Terry. Uh, and this is a, a real typical case that, that I get a lot of, oh, and that yes. is, that is sort of high powered CEO types who are stuck and yeah. are in trouble Yep. and are in trouble. Um, they're in trouble with their wives. They're in trouble with the companies they run. They may have even lost a professional license. This is something that has been sort of my student bread and butter for, I don't know, 33 years. Even when I was a young man, I was good at helping people that were older than me because I knew more about addiction than they did. Um, even in my, in the beginning of my career. So this is something that I've worked with for, for three decades. Yeah. We've worked with, we have, we get a lot of physicians and pilots and, Mm -hmm. and people that are in danger of losing their license and, you know, nurses or have already lost a professional license. Yeah. One of the things about, about the freedom model is there's no record of being treated because there is no disease of addiction. Therefore, we don't no have diagnosis. a di- no diagnosis, no di- diagnostic code being put on your record. This is really about being private. I mean, really intensely private. And now that it's online, it's literally from your computer screen to me That's or right. Michelle or Daniel or Matthew Sparks, one of our one of our certified uh, coaches. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Terry was. Hmm. He was drinking enough to physically cause massive problems. Yeah, yeah. He, his health was really at risk. Yeah. Uh, and it, he was an otherwise incredibly healthy person. Yeah. Like yeah. very disciplined with, with you know, physical fitness and um, I mean, driven business-wise. A really good dad. Yeah, great dad he, mm-hmm. and, and a good husband. And he yeah. had a very supportive wife. They lived in a beautiful place in the country. Um, in the United States. Um, and the thing, the thing that was the key to, to this fella's whole issue was he never once asked himself, why do I like it so yeah. much? So this is a real common issue. 
and that is most people don't ask themselves why they like it. Most people look at the consequences and they say, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this when it's turning out so bad? And, uh, and, and this fellow's, I got to look at the name I gave him. Terry. Uh, Terry. <laughs> Terry, because in my mind, I'm thinking, I know he's thinking, I, I, it was hard. It was hard not to, <laughs> um, you know, in his case, it was a matter of really, really digging into his binge construct and the motive behind, oh, yeah, hidden uh, drinking. Yes, yes, and and that ritual that he had was literally killing him, and he had no other real issues in life. <laughs> He's a very straightforward person. He's very well adjusted in the world. He's an international icon. Um, no issues with his children. Or his marriage is very supportive. You know, yeah. they have the issues that everybody has, whatever. Yeah, yes. But but he's but he had this issue with drinking that had him totally seriously heavy drinking. Yeah, but it had him befuddled. And he, he, he was like, I just don't understand it. And I get that a lot. I think oh, we, yeah. that's what we deal with a lot. But he figured it out. We figured it out together. And, uh, and that was, you know, this was over, this was over Zoom over a course of, uh, we had to go through it twice, though. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, because we had to dig in. To a point. It was a process for him. Yeah. It took several months, actually. It, it took the first time to go through to just admit that he liked it. I, I mean, <sighs> he was so guilt-ridden about what he was doing, and the ritual of hiding it was so profound that getting through that and uh, that understanding of, I don't really have to hide this anymore first. Secondly, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not an alcoholic. We have to get rid of that. So that was yes. chapters 8 through 10. Then... You know, our, our sessions ended and then he drank again. Then he came back and he said, wait a minute, I, I need more. And I said, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. We, we have some more work to do. Then we figured out why he liked it so much. So, yeah, it was a process. But in the end, he's done fantastic. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and I had and I have to I have to look. I had uh, an older woman, um, highly successful um known for for her profession um who who had a one of those it, this is one of those situations where she really likes her wine okay and and had drank wine the way she drank it pretty steadily most of her life it was a part of her culture it was you know a huge part of her world that she's in her professional world um, and, but as she's gotten older and is retired, but still she has a profession where she can kind of keep going, but she retired from the academia that she was doing, um, her daily job. And, um, then it got a little bit heavier where, where she was drinking, you know, drinking wine pretty much all day long. And so it was a couple bottles of wine a day. And otherwise, she's she's a very um, health conscious woman in other ways, uh, very active. Her what happened was is one of her children is a physician, and you know, grown physician who ended up with a pill problem, which is very common. And to maintain his he got caught. And to maintain his license, he had to go, he was mandated to a treatment program in AA. And he had to make sure he did that and check in for five years. 
And so now this very smart, you know, adult child of hers was forced into this. So all of a sudden now her drinking is in the spotlight because he's going to AA meetings for this pill problem and now is sworn off of everything. And now he looked at her and said, you have a drinking problem. And if you want to see your grandchildren, you have to stop. Okay. Now she knew that her alcohol intake was probably too much because her, her health was being affected by it. She had talked to her physician about it. She wanted to cut back. But all of a sudden now, something that she felt like she could have cut back on became, she became confused that now the more she tried to cut back, the more she was drinking. Right. So her drinking escalated. Right. And especially now that she had somebody giving her that ultimatum, this is it again, giving them that ultimatum. And on the outward, she has a great marriage. Um, her other, She gets along very well with her other children. Um, but this one, her and this one child were now, they had previously been very close, were now at odds. And, and she was unwilling to do AA. She went to a couple meetings. She was like, that is absolutely not for me. And she was unwilling to say, I'm never drinking wine again, because to her, it was, it was, she loved it. It was part of what she loved about living her life as a woman in her seventies. Right. Um, but she did want to feel like she was in control again. Right. Right. You know, so, so we started doing the sessions and she was actually very consistent with her classes, it took us about two months to get through the full course. Um, we've met maybe twice since then. It's been a couple years. And um, and now even her son got the book, got the book for the family, got the freedom model for himself. He's finishing out what he needs to do, but he's no, you know, as a smart, critical thinker, He's like, no, this makes a lot more right. sense. He's no longer an AA zealot. <laughs> He's no longer an AA yeah, zealot. That's, that's I matters. told her that. I go, trust me. If you change what you're doing and you show him, you know what? I do want to see my grandchildren. And I'm willing to not drink at all while they're around. Um, then my guess is all, all the problems go away. Now, do I think you should be a closet drinker? No. No, I think you should say to him, I'm willing to drink while they're not around, um, but I'm not willing to give up alcohol forever. Right. For you or anybody. Um, and uh, but watch me change my drinking habits. And then you tell me that what I'm doing isn't working. And he couldn't because he saw the change and and really saw her change in thinking. Um, and yeah, I, I hear from her usually right around now. I hear from her to tell me how things are going. Yeah. And during the holidays. Uh, during the holidays, and because they're very important to her and having, I mean, she has think four kids and to have all the kids and the grandkids, she's got like 12 grandchildren to have them all around is like, it's really, really important to her. Um, and so, yeah, she's a, she's a tremendous success story, a really super woman. So then we have this fella, Rick, Rick is on the other end of the spectrum where he's young. Yes. Um, and he was, uh, really deeply, deeply entrenched in the treatment cult was uh, indoctrinated on the entire opiate hyperbole crisis and um, was a, a massive intravenous uh, fentanyl user. Um, 
and he was a blast to work with <laughs> because he did his work uh to a level that was oh, I've yeah. rarely seen and he wasn't scared he wasn't freaked out he wasn't he wasn't freaked out about his use he knew that treatment was absolute nonsense he knew that he had a newborn son and it was time to get his act together had to do something different his family found the freedom model we did classes together he was probably one of my easiest students yet his habit was one of the worst i've worked with in 33 years so how can that be well it really doesn't matter what level of use you have what matters is do you have a critical mind are you willing to have an open mind and are you willing to reject things that take your power away from you ideas that that make you seem like you can't control yourself he absolutely knew that even with massive withdrawal uh and a really deep fentanyl habit that he was still choosing it and that he could stop and that he could get through detox and that all the hype around detox being so awful he was like i've been through it 30 times yeah he's like no it's not a big deal you know you're sick for three days you get over it and you move on with your life or you go shoot more drugs whatever you know he was so matter of fact that it was refreshing so his life took off uh he's he's going to be a great dad and uh I think that that it was probably one of my best experiences with a student. Yeah. He was he was freaking hilarious too. <laughs> I love the guys that have a sense of humor and women. It's yeah, so fun. Sure. It makes it so fun. And we he, he has one here, but I'm going to pick somebody else because I I think this is important. Um this woman that I worked with is similar to the person that we originally picked. Um, and I'll use the same name that you use cause it's a different name. Um, her name is Linda and she was a little bit younger, stay at home mom, young children, but from a young age had gotten mental health diagnoses one after the other. Okay. Um, probably it was a party girl. Like I was, mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a very similar, like I would get these women. There was a very similar story to mine where she started kind of in the treatment world within the mental health world as a teenager. That's a tough one. That's it a is tough a tough one, one yeah. as a teenager, which was me. Um, and, and then, you know, once you get that first diagnosis, you know, as like a 12 year old and, and, you know, to get a diagnosis as a 12 year old, I think is it, it, most of the time is criminal. Um, and then you think, all right, I'm already broken. So, so it really does shape the way you behave as you move along in your life, the choices that you make, you immediately have these self limitations, which she had, um, but kind of, you know, the human spirit still kind of prevails. It does. So, it so does. you, you kind of break through, you break through, you yeah, break through positive drive principle, right? So she ended yeah. up going to college, getting a, an advanced degree. Um, but all along the while was a party girl, struggled, got stuck in rehab, came back out, went from one drug to another, ended up with her advanced degree that ended up a stay at home mom, you know, great marriage, met the guy in rehab. Um, so the marriage actually, in spite of meeting him in rehab, ended up pretty good. He ended up doing pretty well in life, which I was shocked about. Um, but she still struggled. 
And so by the time she got to me, she would, she had quit all the drugs and she was just drinking and, but also taking benzodiazepines because of anxiety diagnosis, right? General and GAD, general, general anxiety disorder, taking antidepressants, um, taking an antipsychotic because she has a bipolar diagnosis. Um, so, so it wasn't, but she wasn't abusing the meds she was on. She's just drinking a lot with it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and now, you know, it, it, her marriage was because of the drinking. Um, her kids, like she believed her kids hated her. Um, and so working with her was tough. And it, I think it took us about three months to get through the full course because there was a lot going on. There was a lot um, going on in her life. And during that period of time, she found a different therapist. She started changing her medications. I think all the freedom model really did for her. And I think it was the mind and the brain that, that helped her the most of that class, that class, because I I had her Mm -hmm. watch Mark's mind and brain. Um, because what she realized, she, she always knew that the medications weren't really doing anything. Yeah. Most people do, you know? And, and she's like, because for her, she's like, I give up all my meds. I just want to drink because she's still, but she believed in the magic of alcohol. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? Good marketing. Good marketing. (laughs) Really good marketing. And so that was the toughest nut to crack. Right. Once, once I got her to know she wasn't broken, I showed her, I'm like, you achieved all of these things in spite of all these diagnoses, which was like me. I did the same thing. Um, once I could show her she wasn't broken, once she started to open her mind to the belief that, that she wasn't compelled to drink beyond her will, once I opened her mind to the possibility that she could actually be happy without these things, um, like the world opened up to her. Yeah. The young people, I actually, I mean, she's in her thirties, right? She's yeah, yeah. Oh, I consider yeah. that young. And cause to me, that's very young. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I, so, so and she was one of those people where she would go like gung ho for a little while and then have a setback and then, which was most people, right? Gung ho for a while. I and call have a it ratcheting. Set, ratcheting, which is why I think we kind of spread the, the classes out over a few months. Um, because it was, it definitely was a process. It was those layers, the onion, you know what I mean? Like you start to peel back one belief and you realize, okay, that belief is bullshit. You peel that back. And then when you go and you look at the same information again, after that layer is gone, you look at it differently and then you can peel back another layer and another layer. And that's what it took. Right. To Um, expose the truth to expose the truth. So, so, I mean, it's pretty remarkable when you get somebody like that, who spent probably even as a mid in her mid thirties, 20 years in treatment of some kind. God, it's so detrimental. Yeah. It's so detrimental, you know, to, to actually even open her mind to the possibility that her life can be good. Yeah. That, that she's okay. Yeah. That she yeah. can be okay. That there's nothing yeah. wrong with her. That, that, you know, that, that there's this normal range, you know, there's this belief. And I just, I just emailed, I'm emailing back and forth somebody about this that's in, it has our online program and is working through it. And, um, and, you know, I said, he, he threw a diagnosis at me, like, kind of like, ah, you know, I have this 
And so, you know, it just makes my life such shit sometimes. And I said, that's bullshit. It's both bu- those diagnoses are bullshit. I'm like, there's this idea that people have to be happy and content 24 seven right, joyous free. Like yeah, that's yeah. normal. That's not normal. Right. There's, there's nothing. I'm like, I think most people aren't happy at least 50% of the time. Yeah. I think, I think life is life. Life is life. And now I practice happiness. I think you have to like, yeah. like I've tried, worked at it long enough. Cause remember I got a bipolar diagnosis at 20. And so I had these wide range of emotions and I could be act completely psychotic at one moment. And then the next moment be like crying my eyes out. And then like, I felt like I, there was something wrong with me. And the minute I got that diagnosis, it gave me a license to misbehave. It gave me a license to go deeper into my depression. It gave me a license to be more manic. Do you know what I mean? Like it amplified what I was already struggling with. It validated it as a condition rather than something that you were choosing. Exactly. Exactly. Like I needed to learn how to manage the normal, my normal range, whatever that is, because everybody's is a little bit different. My normal range of human emotions and energies and all of these things that, that happen to us on any given day um, and kind of work within that framework, if that makes sense. So instead of saying, oh, I have this diagnosis and you know now I need medication to level me off, which I didn't want. I didn't want that and I never took it. Um, except for when I was self-medicating with substances, but then I realized those didn't help either. They just kind of felt like they made things worse as well. Yeah. It's whatever you believe. Exactly. So, so look at whatever you're dealing with. Did we go through everybody? Yeah, we did. Yep. What the freedom model, what it's all about. We, we don't tell people throw away your medications. We don't do that. We don't tell people. Um, with respect to, to mental health, we don't, we don't have any judgments on that. Well, to the same degree that we don't tell people to not drink, to moderate, to continue heavy use or or change your marriage, or we don't tell people to do anything. We don't tell people how to live their life or what, or what diagnosis to hold on to and what to get rid of. Um, what Michelle just described was a conversation where this person was open and asking these questions and was willing to change. Well, she, well, because she ran the narrative. Her, right. She but ran the narrative. That's it. Exactly. Because for her, so even when you do coaching with us, what we're doing is we are showing you what the research has shown, that's what it. our experiences have that's shown. It. And that there's this whole wide range of how people can live their lives. And I don't judge any of it. That's right. I tell people all the time, if after doing this for 33 years, if you can think it, I've pretty much heard. Oh, it. for sure. <laughs> oh know? my gosh. I'm yeah. like, it's, it would take a, a tremendous amount to shock me at this <laughs> yeah. point in my life. I, I, yeah. So, so that was just look at whatever, wherever you are in the you know, whether this is your first time hearing the Freedom Model or the Addiction Solution Podcast, or you're somebody that's well along in the process of deprogramming from all this misinformation, don't give up. Open your mind. Um, get the online program if you don't have it and you're struggling because it's it's awesome. Tune in with us. Like if you can take two hours out of one Wednesday a month. Um, to meet with us and ask us questions. We're happy to talk with you. We really enjoy doing those broadcasts. Uh, right now we have an offer to get oh, the Freedom yeah. Model book 
Um, let me grab a copy of it. Uh, Here, can, I'll grab it. Okay. I'll and and you, you can get it for free and you can, uh, we'll probably provide a link. I don't know how that works, but if you're just listening, it's going to be go to freebook.freedommodel.org. That's freebook. And you can dot, get this copy. Like it's, it's a, this chair. It is a, um, it's huge, right? It's a paperback. Um, and all that we ask is that you let pay for shipping, which is under $10. That's right. Um, to help us because we got a bunch of these printed. Um, and we just, we just want people to have them in their hands. Yeah. So let me go over the address again. It's freedom. Oh, I'm sorry. Freebook.freedommodel.org. Yes. Yeah. So depending on where you're watching this, there may be a link. Like if you're on YouTube, there'll definitely be a link yep. uh, below. And um, if you're on TikTok, you may have to hit in the bio where it has that address. You may have to hit it a couple of times back out and in. TikTok is terrible when it, you'll get a blank screen. That isn't us. That's that's their <laughs> app. If you're like if you're on our website, there you there there's a way to get to it right on our website, which our website is thefreedommodel.org. So. Yeah, thefreedommodel.org. So thank you, everyone. And we hope you have a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you're celebrating. And, and get uh, your free copy. Get your free copy. All right, everybody. Take care. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? That's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic. And we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.